Welcome to Land Parties, episode 133 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host. I'm back, feeling fresh and good, Ryan Smith, and my co-host, as always, the fabulous, and and not to mention, what a great interview in episode last week, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend, brother? Uh, you know, I stayed dry, which uh, was a yeah. positive. We finally got our monsoon season, and boy, did it hit us last <laughs> week, Ryan. Casinos were flooding. <laughs> like, Crazy like, video. Ridiculous. We, we went from no rain to, oh my goodness. <laughs> but but mm. it was very much needed. Uh Try to hold the fort down when you were here, Ryan. I, I swear, though, I cannot. I cannot do the outro nearly as cool as you. So I'm I glad love your face. I'm glad <laughs> you're back. I always feel just, just it just fails. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, was how was your trip? Uh, how was your weekend? It was good. It was super chill. Uh, we 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 were up north in uh, northern Nevada, about two hours outside of uh, Reno. So. Uh, the uh, my girlfriend's parents live up there. They've got a little house and stuff that they're building out there. So we'll go out there and help them uh, with things. Didn't get a ton of work done, but they also host this uh, like a grandkid like camp. So um, her brother came in with his boys and then we were up there with our girls. Uh, so I, I came in at the back half of that, got some swimming in, did a little fishing, chilled out, recharged. It was fantastic. I did this past week, though. I've got to say I'm very proud. We got through our first playthrough of uh, As Dust Falls, which I am absolutely loving that game. We definitely do need to do another run through. I was not satisfied with the ending, uh, but it was good. It was a really fun playthrough. It's great because it's got the the twitch interaction so mm-hmm. your twitch chat can make the decisions and literally i just sat back and that's probably why i missed some of the skill checks and stuff like that i'm gonna blame it on that y'all <laughs> uh so it didn't quite go the way it was supposed to because i got i got too chill um <laughs> but yeah it was it was good did, did some more destiny too and uh all in all it's been a, a great week relaxing so it's, it's good to be back uh but enough about us uh we our guests today kevin ainsworth found Founder of Save the Game Media. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? How was your weekend, Kevin? Uh, it was good. I was on vacation last week. I went to nice. uh, the Jersey Shore, so I got to swim in the ocean, see some dolphins. It was a good time. Very relaxing, but I'm back, ready to get back into the, the podcast swing, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, and we're really excited to talk about what you guys have going on. Um, just the work that you guys have been putting in. You guys hit a, a, a plethora of just nerd culture and, and games and stuff like that as well. So we'll talk about that. But first, we got to get into some news. And I've, I've got to like this. This update kind of blows me away. PlayStation just announced a PS5 beta update that essentially is going to be bringing 1440p to the PlayStation natively. So you'll able to, so number one, and, and this is why I was saying, I was like, people are all, you know, getting, getting FOMO about PlayStation 5, but it's like, it's not even there yet. We are still getting features that you would think would be out of the box uh, that aren't. So you have the option of either doing 4K or 1080p. And then with this update, it brings in 1440p, which 
if you've seen 1080p versus 1440p, it, there's a pretty noticeable difference uh, mm-hmm. from that jump. So this is this is really good to see. But it, it was really surprising. Um not only that, but then they're also bringing uh, game folders, which I'm pretty sure on the PlayStation 4, like one of the last updates, they brought in the ability to to create folders in games. So it's like, why did not this exist in the PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. out the out the gate? It, that doesn't make any sense to me. These are good quality of life changes, though. Uh, I am excited to see that they are doing this. But again, this reinforces the fact that we were talking about it just not being there. And and people doesn't there's not a need to really rush in. They've only announced now that they're no longer going to be making PS4 games. They're just going to focus on developing PS5, which is which is smart, which is what's necessary to move into this next generation. But uh you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts are on this. Obviously, these, these are much needed changes and additions to this console. As a, I feel like we're really getting this push from Sony uh, for these quality of life changes and making moves to really strengthen, strengthen and reinforce their community. Yeah, it, it's uh, it is surprising that some of these features weren't there at launch. It, it's something that uh, honestly I wouldn't even thought about. <laughs> like I would have just assumed they were there. Uh, so I, I guess it's good that they're finally getting it. Uh, it is like this part of the life cycle. I feel uh, is where the next gen systems will finally truly feel like those next gen systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's still a point where, of, of course, games will run better on the newer systems, but because so many of them were still coming out on, on last gen, uh, there wasn't that rush, right? You could still get those experiences. Mm-hmm. So now it finally feels like we're entering, hey, this is uh, maybe the, we're starting to enter their prime. You know, this is why you get these systems. Now you have these exclusive experiences, uh, and because they don't have to worry about making it backwards compatible, they can really push the envelope uh so it's nice uh some of the stuff like game folders a little weird that it's it's taken this long in their mm-hmm. life cycle to push that mm-hmm. but hey what do i know but uh it, it's good to see them making strides toward being that next gen experience that you want when you buy into these systems mm-hmm. yeah no for for sure i think the update is long overdue uh, we've been asking for 1440p for a while since launch, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and I was really surprised. Like, what PS5 is my first PlayStation. So when I got it, I was really surprised it wasn't there. I upgraded to an LG OLED, which does do 1440p support. And it was a whole like, well, I can only do 1080 or 4K on my PlayStation. Uh, meanwhile, my Xbox over there is, is, all the resolutions so it was completely surprising to see i'm glad it's there finally i i'm reluctant to like praise and be like oh yeah let's go like sony for giving us features that should have been there already you know (laughs) it's it's, it's just kind of hard to like get super excited about stuff that's like well okay yeah we we expected that though like it should have should have come sooner already the game list or folders whatever they got to rename things, I guess, because uh, last <laughs> gen was folders, right? Like game lists. Like, oh, what a concept! We're putting all our games into a little uh, thing. My iPhone can do that too. It's um, it's cool if you have a bunch of games, especially if you got like an external SSD and you got tons of games downloaded on your PlayStation. I think I have like six, so I'm like, I have no need for a game list, uh, really. Right. Like, I'm very much in the camp of beat it and delete it. Like, I don't keep games on my on my SSD very long, but it's good. I'm 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 glad that we're getting quality of life improvements. Um, 
I don't know what else there is at this point that really we need on the PS5. I feel like we're kind of feature complete at this point um, for, mm-hmm. for just UI stuff. But um, I'm just excited for for next year, as you guys are saying, where I think we're really going to start to see like, OK, this is this is next gen now. Like COVID has affected everything in the last two years for games. And now we're really going to get into the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of, of this generation. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think another great feature and something that they're, you know, they're, they kind of dove into the ability to check stereo audio versus 3D, 3D audio, uh, which if you haven't experienced 3D audio, I highly suggest uh, trying to find an experience of it because it really does change uh, the overall experience and how they utilize sound in game. So that's a feature that is exciting uh, to see. I still don't have a like <laughs> headset that that does that uh but i know i've i've listened to it and i've seen it in action i'm like ooh that's pretty crazy so i think that'll also help with the experience uh with their vr and what they have planned for vr2 again we have some information on vr2 but i'm really waiting to see especially with the other news that we're about to get into that lucas is about to talk about is kind of i i feel like there's this there's this vr headset war not necessarily war but there's definitely two opposing sides you have meta and then you have playstation that are really kind of leading this pack i i know that there's i know that uh um, maybe Vive or or some I don't even know what the other headsets are. That's how much of an influence those two have, <laughs> at least in the in the VR space for me personally. So it'll be interesting to see you know how some of this stuff is also going to help out their VR and what they have planned for their VR push or their VR two push. So um, yeah, it, but 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 speaking of of which, Lucas. Uh, you said somebody's getting a price increase? Yeah. So, you know, we, we've long said that one of the biggest advantages to the Quest was its price. Uh, it's it's two ninety nine price point to, to buy into a VR system. That is no longer the case uh, because the Quest 2 base model is getting a $100 price hike. And... Mm. This is okay. So this is crazy to me because uh, a little while ago, I, I think last year now, they cut the 64 gigabyte model, replaced that with the 128 gigabyte model for 299. But before that, the 128 was 399, but they lowered the price to 299 to replace the 64 gigabyte model. But now they're hiking the price back up to to 399. I mean craziness a price hike especially right now uh when there's no mm-hmm. improvements is is oof, really tough to swallow uh i, mm, I don't know <laughs> i understand the price of components is increasing but my goodness we're all feeling uh the squeeze financially right now and a hundred dollars is not very is not an insignificant amount uh it, it's like they are doing a mid-cycle upgrade just without the upgrade so it mm, yeah, can't support a, this decision right now. It's it's tough to swallow. <laughs> it's tough to swallow. That, that's I mean, a hundred dollars is a lot of money, uh, mm-hmm. especially when they they had just lowered the price of the hundred twenty eight gigabyte model last year. 
It's it's funny you were like, oh, we're it's we're getting the the mid gen price increase without the actual uh, mid gen upgrade because <laughs> uh, Facebook's Facebook obviously uh, is the Meta and whatever you want to call it, but uh, they lost two point eight billion last quarter Ooh. on their virtual reality division. And if you're if you're gonna sit here and tell me that that price increase isn't directly related to them losing almost three billion dollars <laughs> on VR, then I don't know. Like clearly. Clearly, this is related to them trying to make back that amount they just lost because I don't see any other reason. There have been multiple times where I see a quest and I'm like, it's so affordable. Maybe I'll just right. grab it. I think I think a lot of people have that mindset where it's like the the PlayStation VR was way more expensive. I expect PSVR 2 to be still more expensive, I think, than the quest, but it's going to be a bigger improvement you're going to have all those next gen vr features you're going to have just a, a substantial increase that will warrant the price of the product um whether the games are there remains to be seen i'm not a big vr guy but you're now putting the quest 2 at a price point where it's like well if if i'm going to invest why don't i go for the better upgrade which probably won't be that much more expensive than the price you've now set your worse version at mm-hmm and there are two. Vive is Vive is a uh, is HTC. So I wasn't I wasn't talking out of my butt there. I I do know <laughs> things. Uh, <laughs> and there it showed another one too. So, but yeah, I, I mean that is what was so great about Oculus was the fact that that two ninety nine price tag makes it for an easy trigger pull, whereas. I mean, you're talking three ninety nine. I got I got to stop and think about that for a second. You know, I I don't I I can't just go around and and drop that willy nilly. And I I think a lot less people are going to be inclined to do do the same. But I mean, I understand. I guess with having that loss and then trying to get that easy easy fill back by increasing the price. But I think this is going to hurt them more than anything. And I think they'll end up pushing less units out, especially, I mean, this is, this is PlayStation's chance too. if they wanted to uh, go in and, and hit a price point, like maybe in between the two, just to be a little more affordable and get more eyes on it. The only thing that it, and I did find that PlayStation, you can use that like on a PC and stuff like that now, but I, I don't think originally you could, um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So don't quote me on that. Uh, but that was one of the things for me that was kind of like a turnoff was the fact that I was like, if, if I get PlayStation, if I can't use it like on my PC or something else and I can only use it with PlayStation, it becomes very limiting, especially mm -hmm. if you're talking about if you're traveling or, you know, you're somewhere else and you just take your unit with you. I can't just play it. I have to be connected to a PlayStation. That to me is, is a, is a, a hard negative that makes me go, nah, why do that when I can do this? But then now this, now the Oculus is a hundred dollars more expensive. Um, it's tough. It's tough whether people then decide. And we saw, too, I think a recent study came out that's showing that there's been less gamers gaming this year than there were last year. Obviously, we were in the pandemic, so there are a lot more people and there are lockdowns and, and stuff like that. But people are getting back and things are starting to kind of normalize out mm -hmm. uh, a little bit in society. People are, are getting out there and, and doing things. So the, the decrease is not surprising, but I feel like 
these companies and and these studios or, or mainly the companies, um, you know, they they've got to figure out how to shift and shift as the the social aspect and people and what the data is showing. And sometimes I feel like when they when they make those shifts, they are not very consumer friendly. So we'll see how that plays out for them. And if it ends up being a negative in the long run, uh, you know, cause the data is not going to lie there in terms of what they're, what they're selling and stuff like that. So they might even be putting themselves in a hole uh, by, by doing this price increase. So we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of that. Go ahead, Lucas. I was saying, mind you, the, the quest two is a couple years old now. There wasn't that much time mm-hmm. between the quest, the quest two. Uh, so honestly, if, if they were going to stick in, in the VR uh, universe, it wouldn't surprise me if a quest three was announced in relatively short order, which by mm-hmm. the way, if you were to buy a quest two now for a hundred dollars more and then have them announce a quest three, like I'd be super annoyed. <laughs> like, so, mm-hmm. so uh, it's, it's, I mean, the Quest 2 is, is uh, performance-wise, I still think it works fine, but it, it, it's getting old enough that uh, you would think that a, a, a third one would come out relatively soon if they were going to stick with this this platform. So um, we'll see. Like, like I said, $100 is, is hard to swallow for everybody right now, and uh, we'll, we'll see. It's almost, like, it's almost like Facebook didn't realize that most – companies lose money on hardware like nintendo is an exception to that right but most companies Mm -hmm. just assume that they take the loss in the hardware and they try and make it up in software yeah it literally takes years for consoles to become profitable because every 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 platform holder knows when you first put out a piece of hardware you're going to lose the money but then as new technology comes out and the prices go down you'll eventually start making a profit on the consoles but the quest i don't know what i really don't understand this this tactic they're doing like if anything they should be working to push out a third one at around the price point they just increased these new these other models right. too that's what you would think yeah exactly it's like you would think that there would be some sort of at least some iteration in in that and and throwing that out here's a new you know we're gonna it's gonna be increased a hundred dollars and uh the quest 2 which is now a couple years old is gonna say at that 299 price so they can still get in their ecosystem with getting the the quest 2 at that sweet sweet price but then they have something that's a little more advanced and a little more um I guess better and builds upon uh, almost like a 2.5 or something like that. I could see something like that happening, but this price increase, I don't see how this helps them at all. I think this is going to be a very, uh, not a good look on them. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to be talking with Kevin and save the game media on the back end. We'll be right back. Y'all. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now comes the fun part of the episode. And Kevin, Save the Game Media, a, a relatively recent uh, expansion slash rebrand and, and, and this mm-hmm. this nice big umbrella uh, that you guys now cover. So 
Kevin, let me start there. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you've are you been a longtime host of Project X Talk, uh, but Save the Game Media obviously encompasses more and a bunch of uh, fantastic shows. What went mm-hmm. into developing and launching Save the Game Media now? Oh, man. Um months and months of uh work actually like it's not it's not something as simple as like we woke up and decided hey let's let's rebrand and then the next week we did it this was a a thought process of what do we want to do with our content because obviously we had project x talk which was strictly focused on like an xbox uh ecosystem it was a xbox podcast all that but i found that my current team wanted to discuss other things you know they did want to discuss the playstation news they one of our one of our co-hosts was really passionate about movies and tv and and probably more so than games and he really wanted an outlet for that so i was like what if we just become a podcast network and we kind of set off from there like well what are the shows going to be called what was the format going to look like and one of the big things we had to figure out was how can we manage all of it because we had a team of four and we're like, we we can't. There's simply no time to do all of the shows, which leads to us, well, what if we bring in some other people? So mm-hmm. obviously, if, if you're watching the, the video, you can see on the screen uh, our No Limits crew. So I knew Taylor from another uh, gaming community. So I reached out to him. We were friends. And we kind of like, well, okay, this, this is yeah, he'd be interested in a PlayStation show. So we started reaching out, networking to other people. Um, Sam, who was also on the um, PlayStation show No Limits and Frame by Frame, our film and TV show. Um, he works at IGN. So we got him on board. Brianna, she is working to get into the games industry as a writer. So we got her on board. It was really just finding the people that we gelled with and we thought could add some good you know, discussion and insight onto podcasts that we wanted. And it's about passion. And and these the team we have over there, I think they're passionate about what we want to do and believe in everything. So that was really the goal when we we started talking about all this. Now, and I have to ask, too, because I've worked in collaborative settings. How do you guys manage just the schedules and and putting everything together? What does that back end look like? Oh yeah, uh, it's always. <laughs> I, I, we were we were joking before uh, the show about how everyone thinks podcasting is so like, oh, you just show up and do it. And it's like, no, I put like hours of work just for Project X Talk every week, like developing everything. So, what we did to try to make the process smoother and like run efficiently, and it, and it has so far, it's working great. It's as intended. Was we kind of gave everyone roles so. I handle the social media. I handle uploading to our Patreon. I handle, you know, scheduling our YouTube videos, promotion, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then basically the hosts of every show are responsible for getting it onto the audio feeds for their shows. So Aman handles the frame by frame, Taylor handles no limits, and I handle the other two, which is is fine. But in in addition like because we we do youtube obviously like we start youtube podcasts are on audio platforms as well but uh thumbnails are something i have historically been terrible at i i don't <laughs> understand how to make them i i would literally be like oh this could look good and then i'll be like this is the worst looking thing i've ever seen in my life i just i just spent an hour in canva so aman um one of our our hosts over there who 
he was like he has a big passion for graphic design and he's actually really good in canva so he designed all of our backgrounds our banners our logos for all the new shows and he has taken on basically the role of our um design design manager i don't know what you want to call his role but he handles all the thumbnails so it's Mm -hmm. basically like whatever you're going to talk about get him like the big thumbnail you want and he will design it, get it to you ahead of time. So we, we really just implemented those processes of when do we record who's uploading what, and it, it's running really, really well right now. What, was this something that, that when you got into, to uh, podcasting here that you'd kind of always thought about or dreamt about and, and, and having a, a podcast network, or was this something that, that when you started to dip into to X talk, that was, uh, something that you thought that would be it and you would see where it went and, and it kind of just evolved into this. Oh, man. Um, so before Project X Talk, I actually, we, we ch- I tried Twitch streaming with, with some buddies of mine. We were a group called Snack Pack TV. We, mm-hmm. had, we had a little following over on Twitch. We'd play some like Jackbox games and that kind of fizzled out. And, and then I was kind of offline for a, a few years uh, in terms of like making content. Um, so when we put together Project X Talk, I was like, you know, I I actually almost quit video games right before uh, that. I was I, <laughs> I didn't I wasn't in I wasn't in love with like um, the Xbox One generation. I didn't really feel like there were many things like making it worthwhile. That all changed with the new generation and like the games they were showing. I was like, okay, I'm back in. Like Game Pass especially really brought me yeah. like I'm experiencing so much more than I could ever afford. So xbox was really something like okay i'm passionate about so when they reached out and we were putting together project x talk i was like if anyone listens to this i will be happy um yeah. and now we kind of have uh, a little community i you know we're, we're not we're not massive um so my whole thing has always been if we can build any form of community around this that's all i care about if we get if we get 50 people listening if we get a thousand people it doesn't doesn't matter to me as long as we have a little community that enjoys our stuff is willing to like interact with us in our discord on twitter that's really what it's about to me and and that was super apparent when i came back from vacation and one of our listeners sent me a message and was like you know project xbox quickly becoming like one of my go-to podcasts every week and i was like bro i just had an awful five and a half hour drive in the new jersey traffic (laughs) this this means so much to me like and genuinely just hearing that is like okay um, I'm good now. Like this is all worth it. Like if we obviously have goals, everyone has like, Oh, I'd love to hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And we're like halfway there. It's obviously something I would love to do, but in the meantime, I'm really just here to experience like the joy and the fun of like podcasting with my friends, talking about things we all love and building a little community. And I, I you know, I know that, uh, having having this network and and launching and and you know doing the different shows i'm just wondering do you guys have any plans of expanding and growing and maybe creating new shows or maybe different different forms of uh content so we are um if anyone was a fan of project x talk before the rebrand we had other video series we did some top fives top tens we had uh, game pass in review which is basically me going through the entire game pass library like one game at a time and then like giving That's it a awesome. review so that series is, is coming back um we're launching a 
kind of a, a PlayStation Plus. I, I don't know if it's going to be similar. Sam's handling that. I, I haven't seen what it's actually going to be. So we are coming up with like additional content outside of podcasting for, you know, for our, our, our new shows that will kind of fit in and as, as supplemental content. In addition to that, um, mm-hmm. we, we right now we're only we're mainly focused on these four shows and growing these as like our main podcast. But it doesn't mean we're not thinking about adding other shows. So one of our goals over on Patreon uh, is a monthly Nintendo podcast. So if you like Nintendo and you enjoy our content, if you I, I think we're about halfway there, maybe need like ten more dollars. Um, if you hit that, then we will do a monthly Nintendo show. Get it to our patrons patreon exclusive um we are really trying to to just make it more worth like our our community like reward people for supporting us and and getting giving them what they want and if they want more content if they want uh an additional podcast uh i know we're, we're thinking about um one of our other goals right now is is taylor doing a fitness and gaming podcast because he's really passionate about fitness so it is exploring our different passions but giving people content that kind of fits into our overall image of nerd culture gaming um I I know one series I've started already uh, for our patrons is uh, Make Me Suffer is what I called it. And it's you get to choose a game that I play. And ideally, you make me play something horrific. Uh, Last month, I had to review uh, my friend Peppa Pig. So uh, (laughs) that that review is up uh, for our patrons right now. And uh, it it wasn't a great experience, but it's the the feedback i got just from our our small community on that like they loved it they loved what like hearing me like not enjoy my friend peppa pig and i'm like whatever makes them happy whatever whatever we're here to please like we're, we're open to all feedback and criticism whatever whatever we can do to improve the experience of our listeners that's what we're we're gonna try to do i love it you, you know, I, I find it fascinating that uh, you were almost off video games before uh, starting Project X Talk there. When when you dove back into to this world of content creation, uh, what what are some of the biggest challenges you faced? And, and I guess, too, what advice would you give? I mean, I, I think that uh, people look at content creation as, as something that a lot of people are interested in, uh, but maybe not a lot of people know the ins and outs or, or what to do uh, or easily get overwhelmed. So what would your advice be to, to people to get started? Um, well, just do it. First of all, that's, that's the first that like, I know everyone's going to be anxious. You're going to be scared of like, Oh, I don't like listening to myself. I don't like seeing myself on camera. Everyone has those fears at first because you're doing something you probably haven't done before. And you're like, what if I sound stupid? Just put something out and you're going to get better over time. It's literally practice because if you go and listen to our first podcast, like our uh, Lucas, you were you were on like I want to say episode like 16 or something. And the show is is completely different now where we're going into, I think, episode 95 this week. So it's it the year and a half journey from where we were to where we are now is crazy. Like I've upgraded my microphone twice, upgraded cameras where we have a new streaming software so it's constantly like 
things are so much better now. And it's kind of like I wish we could have put out the products we're putting out now at the start because I think people like if people listen to those first episodes and maybe we're like, okay, this isn't like that polished and then bounced. I think if they came back now, they would probably see like a completely different like, oh, this 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 is really great. But it doesn't it's a process. You have to you have to learn where where you are, where you want to go and continually just try to improve. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of uh, just kind of starting off, is this something that that you were like trained in or did you go to school or is this just something that kind of you just started doing it and putting the pieces together? Uh, no, I so I have a I have a master's degree in psychology, so I have no uh, technical <laughs> expertise. It's it's I'm lucky that people on my my team actually know how to make things work on the internet like uh, when we want to live stream uh <laughs> press conferences they're like oh just load up obs i was like i i am awful in obs you guys handle all that like i'll just show up i'll talk i'm i'm only here to to host and like discuss things which is which is something you know i obviously I, we took public speaking classes and i've like given presentations like professionally and stuff so it is kind of if you take that mentality you're you're really doing that you're just speaking into a camera and people are hearing you after the fact right like uh, you're not giving a live presentation although we do do a live show now which was was nerve-wracking at first but it, it's kind of just like you can't see their faces so it should be easier if you've given any form of presentation like podcasting is basically that just you can't see the audience right that's very true you, you know if if we're talking about uh save the game media say a year or two from now uh where where's that area what do you think that that you'd like to see change or evolve uh from today like what what's the next iteration of, of what you guys are doing well, uh, obviously, we just rebranded to this, so hope, hopefully it sticks longer than, you know, <laughs> we were just Project <laughs> XStar for a year, a year and a half or so. So hopefully this sticks around longer than that. We can kind of build this up and kind of get that that footing. Um, I would love to see just obviously uh, 1,000 subscribers as, as a goal of ours. Uh, more people joining our community in the Discord or around Patreon uh, would, be, would be awesome just so we can interact with them. But I'm literally just here to make more content if if people like it that's even better because that's that's what i want i would i would love to introduce more shows i don't know about adding more people in right like because right now it's a crazy thought to me like we have a team of 10 right. now so bringing more people in and like trying to manage everyone is already kind of um, <laughs> exhausting to to a little bit it's they're great i i love everyone that i'm, I'm working with but it is kind of like a, a second job at points where you're you're scheduling and project managing it it does often feel like uh, you have two jobs. Like I, I leave work and then I come home and I start making content with people, which is awesome. It's a, it's a great hobby, but looking to the future, it's like if we add more shows, like if we do the Nintendo podcast once a month, like that, that's manageable. But if we continue to build, like we're going to have to add more and more content. So does that mean more people come in? Does it mean we rearrange some of the shows, like uh, maybe cut down like from a, a three person podcast to a two person podcast somewhere. And then those other people go do a different show. It's a whole like my brain just constantly is like, 
trying to manage everything at once. So right now we're we're mainly just focused. One thousand subscribers is is our goal over on YouTube, and and <clears throat> that's uh, that's what that's what we're aiming for, and and bringing people good content. I love it. Last question: What is your game of the year so far? Oh, and man. Of of the rest of this year, what game are you most excited for? Mm. Uh, right now, I hmm, it's a, it, <laughs> it might be a, it's a toss up between Fire Emblem Three Hopes or Nobody Saves the World. I okay. loved hmm. both of those. Nobody Saves the World, especially that might be the front runner. That game is phenomenal. It's Drinkbox's best game. If you like the Guacamelee games, this is very different. It's like an RPG. You can transform into little characters like a horse or a zombie. They all have special abilities. You can mix and match. But this game, I played it in co-op. I got the 100% with my brother over one weekend, like 24 wow. hours. We were we were addicted to this game. It is, <laughs> it is so much fun. And then, obviously, Fire Emblem Three Hopes is is a Warriors game, but done like an actual game. Like, there's so much good there. It's not just hack and slash. It's basically Fire Emblem Three Houses, but put into a Warriors format. The story's good. The additional systems they brought over from Three Houses into this game makes it something really special. So those are my top two right now, and I'll have to decide towards the end of the year. But uh, going forward, uh, to address your other question, a Plague Tale Requiem is my most anticipated game. I love A Plague Tale Innocence. I have played it three times. I got the 100% on Xbox. I got the Platinum on PlayStation. Oh, my goodness. I love that game beyond belief. Um, so I'm super excited for the sequel where they go with Amicia and Hugo and and the whole story they're telling over there. So uh, I can't wait for October. That is awesome. I never played that first. I still need to play the first one. Highly but recommend. I recommend yeah. Okay. I mean, you got me hyped on all those games. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I, I gotta be honest, because I'm I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan, but not not a gigantic Warriors fan. Uh, so, would you still still worth jumping in? Do you think? I think so. If if you liked Fire Emblem Three Houses, you will like Fire Emblem Three Hopes. I okay. Because they have brought they've brought over the relationship system. They've brought over like the, uh. the they call it, it's not tea parties now. It's expeditions. It's basically the same thing as tea party. Like all those social systems they have incorporated into this world. Um, it, the only thing that's different is the combat, but the combat is still charming because you can choose like any character. Like I love Bernadetta, right? As the, from the Black Eagles house. So I basically stuck on her the whole time because you can command your other units to go places and do things. So I'm like, okay, you go over there. I'm going to be Bernie and we're going to go mess stuff up. But they all have like special (laughs) abilities. Like her, her special ability is called like get away from me. And it freezes everyone in place because she's like so introverted. And I'm like, it's so, (laughs) it's so well done. They put so much love and care into this game. So I, I think if, even if you don't like warriors, this is one you should give a shot. There you go. Yeah, there it is. You got me hyped on it. (laughs) Kevin, again, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us, where can people find you guys, brother? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. Love chatting with you guys. Um, always good to see you, Lucas. Uh, I know we had you. We're gonna have to have you back on at some point, and you and you too, Ryan. Obviously, it's it's, it's a whole thing, you know, trying to schedule people. <laughs> right. That's a list. But um, if you if you are interested in Save the Game Media, you can find us over at YouTube.com/slash Save the Game Media. Um, all our podcasts go up on video there throughout the week, um, basically every single day. Uh, we're also on every single audio platform. Uh, each podcast has its own different feeds, so you can get Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, No Limits, a PlayStation podcast, Frame by Frame, a film TV podcast, and then I Hate My Friends, uh, which is a general <laughs> conversation podcast. Um, yes, I, I love the name. I came up with it. Um, <laughs> Basically, because we were ha- we we always have like fun arguments in our Discord. Like someone the other day was like, "I don't like sandwiches; they hurt my mouth." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I know, I know. So uh, that's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> yep. So you can you can go to our link tree. It's on our Twitter at Save Game Media. No the on Twitter, just at Save Game Media. Click the link tree; it'll bring you to all the audio links if you prefer to listen that way. But any support. Uh, is greatly appreciated. Um, we're just trying to build a community. You can you can find any link you want of ours and come interact, hang out, chat games with us, chat movies. We're always there. Love it. Kevin Ainsworth again. Save the game media. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, brother? Well, I know what you got going on this weekend. <laughs> Well, there's 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 a there's a little thing happening out here in in Vegas this weekend. Uh, it's it's Evo weekend, so uh, if if anybody's coming out, uh, I hope everybody enjoys. Um, I, I'm crossing my fingers to be out there. I was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday, so I'm just monitoring that just to be sure because I don't want to get anybody sick. But yeah. if not, we should be out there. So come say hi, uh, enjoy. Uh, it, it should be a fun, fun weekend and uh, the first Evo since the pandemic in person. So thank goodness it's back. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, you know what it is. I'll be out there as well. Um, so I'll be getting some interviews, doing some interviews, probably uh, shooting some B-roll. But hit me up. Uh, hit us up on, on you know, the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan or at Smitty. 2447. Let us know. Say what's up. And uh, I'm really excited for it. I've I've only been to one Evo. That was like back in like 2010, maybe 2012. So it's been a while since I've been there. I've never been at the time. I think it was at the I want to say either Bellagio or or MGM. I can't remember exactly, but I'm really pumped. I know there's gonna be a lot of people out there uh, hoping to see some of you guys. I know some folks that have been here on the show uh, will be out there as well. So hopefully we'll be able to link up with them and try to grab some interviews and stuff like that. So it should be a good time. We hope you guys have a good time. Like I said, hit us up on the socials. Thank you guys so much again for checking us out. And we'll see you next time. But you know what it is. We love your faces.